What's up, everybody? This is Lee, otherwise known as Intuition, and you're listening to Kinda Neat. Thank you guys for tuning in another week. I want to thank everyone that's been rating the podcast on iTunes and commenting. I appreciate it. Thank you guys for checking us out on Twitter and conversing with us. It is so appreciated. We took a week off. We didn't have a guest last week, so this week is going to be a hurry to get edited and get the video up and everything, and so we're only three days behind schedule instead of two weeks like normal. So, a ton of shit has happened since the last time I talked to you. First and foremost being I went to Las Vegas a couple weekends ago and I'm not a Vegas person whatsoever. Like I've never really done it right. I don't really have a good time in Vegas, but last time we went, uh, I finally did it up and I think I did it the right way and it was pretty fun. Uh, We had our own hotel rooms when we got flown out by this company to photograph some people. And so uh, one of my homies that I was out there with, his cousin was out there and his cousin's like one of those dudes that, you know, saves up the whole year to go fucking really ape shit in Vegas. And so we linked up with him, did some questionable things and ended up at a club and then ended up at some strip clubs. And that was fun. It's just a very surreal place. I don't really, I don't know. I don't understand Vegas. Like I I particularly don't understand Vegas for chicks because it's like girls go to Vegas and they fly out and they're all excited. And you can hear them like uh, a little hen house on the plane of just like, yeah, yep, 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 yep. We're so happy that we're in Vegas and we're going to have so much fun. And then they go and they get drunk and they dance in a circle together and they make sure that the mother hen doesn't let any of the other chickens cluck off with a strange man. And I'm just like, couldn't you just do that in the city that you came from? I don't understand why you have to fly across the country to do that. But you know, different strokes for different folks. Point being is that I did have fun in Vegas and I got immensely fucked up and it was a good time because I had been staying sober for like, I had been sober for about two months or so and I really like went to town in Vegas and got fucked up and so now I'm not sober anymore, out having fun again and that was nice. Uh, What else? I had a show in Santa Barbara, so that was cool. I was up there and uh, I got to see Mark and Leon, Equilibrium and DJ Merge and Mark equilibrium if you guys know makes all my beats he never comes to shows so that was cool for him to get to come out and he was kind of astounded by the um, support that you guys show he's like holy shit are, are all the shows like this like people want to get our autographs and stuff and i'm like yeah man like people like your music and they want to talk to you and they're happy that you're here so that was nice for him to get to experience that as well and in other news i have a show in lancaster coming up soon It's either May 15th or May 17th. I don't have a calendar in front of me. Haven't started promoting it yet, but I will start promoting it online soon. So if you listen to the podcast, you're getting to hear that first. Make a road trip out to Lancaster because I don't know nobody in Lancaster. So uh, come out there and hang out and high five me. Today, we have a very special guest on the show. We have Miss Kitty Pride. And I was very excited to get to talk to her. Oh, actually, before I even get into that, let me say, first and foremost, thank you guys again for uh, tuning in and and all that stuff. But I got to get the social media stuff in. So it's like, follow us on Twitter at That's Kind of Neat. Follow me on Twitter at It's Intuition. Check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash That's Kind of Neat. We got a brand new song from our special guest today, Kitty Pride. She's never played it anywhere else. We're very excited for that. It's fucking crazy. Like the YouTube shit is nuts. Skrillex fucking tweeted one of our videos. I don't know if I already mentioned that, but one of our videos blew up overnight because Skrillex Facebooked it and tweeted it. So shout out to Skrillex. I never met you, but uh, I think you're awesome because of that. So thank you very much. Yeah, things are going so good with the podcast and we're having a blast. So let's get right into it. Today, our guest, Kitty Pride. It's been almost exactly a year since uh, shit started going absolutely crazy for her. She released a song in a video called OK Cupid in May of 2012. Now that it's a year later, we got into a really cool conversation about how crazy her life has gotten and her traveling across the country and playing shows and just how she's getting used to the limelight. She's a really sweet girl. And I think you guys are going to enjoy this conversation. So yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. This is kind of neat. What's up? What are you out in L.A. for? Doing shows and shooting a video for A Shoddy. A Shoddy. Mm-hmm. I like that song. That's featuring Lacutus. Lacutus, yeah. I like that you utilize very hippity hop slang, but in such a cute little adorable way. <laughs> it's very, it's like a juxtaposition. People make fun of me for that. Why? <laughs> well, sometimes I accidentally use it in real life, and then people are like, you're not allowed to even say that. But you like grew up with that, I would imagine. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
Like, did you just grow up listening to rap music always? I always listened to rap, and I I listened. I had a, was a weird combination of. I mean, when I was really little, I was like so into like top forty hip hop, and then I kind of got into like hardcore and stuff when I was like in like high school and everything. But I always liked rap a lot. Like, what kind of top forty hip hop? Like, I don't know exactly how old you are, <laughs> but I would imagine like you know Luda and, yes, and stuff exactly. like that. Yeah. Like southern stuff. Like, I mean. When I, like, was old enough to, like, figure out listening to the radio on my own instead of just, like, shit that my parents were listening to, it was, like, Chingy and Petey Pablo and stuff. Those were still, like, my two favorite rappers ever. And then just, like, that was when, like, Snap Music kind of started getting really... Oh, I think they like me. Yeah, like, D4L and, like, Young Jock and stuff. So that's what I grew up listening to. What were your parents listening to? Well, my mom listens to terrible music. Like, lame indie girl singers and stuff that were just boring um and country but that's normal for you know florida everybody listens to country my dad is always he's like uh he really he really likes blues but like old like blues from the 20s and 30s like lead lead belly and shit like that yeah like like robert johnson Johnson. i'm a huge robert johnson fan i I would get along with your dad yeah that's awesome that's that's really cool Yeah, yeah he's that stuff. My dad played like De La Soul for me for the first time and like a tribe called Quest and everything. So like I guess maybe Your dad seems kinda hip. Yeah, my dad's he's pretty cool. He doesn't look like he would be. He rides a PBR longboard, so he's kind of a <laughs> Daytona bro, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. How did you guys end up in Daytona? I was originally from my parents like met in Miami. And so like after when I was like a toddler, we moved to a town like right outside of Daytona. And it was because my mom wanted to, like, raise me in this, like, cute little town. And then as I was growing up, it, like, turned into just a suburb as people, you know, built up Florida. And now we live in Daytona because my dad works there. And I guess he wanted to live by the beach and whatever. So I just live on the beach now. What does Pops do? He's a lawyer. Oh, what kind of law? He is a legal counsel now for, like, the state of Florida, um, the Department of Children and Families. So, like, he'll defend, like kids who are removed from their homes for being abused or neglected. Or- nice. That's very noble. It is noble. I'm down. What's your mom do? She, uh, I don't know. She, she's like a, she sells some kind of like, she sells like like health care for old people or something. Yeah. And I don't even know anymore. Yeah. So you're Florida born and raised. What's it like in Daytona? Uh, it's kind of gross. I don't really like Daytona. I'm very glad that I don't live there anymore, but um, it's really full of tourists most of the time but it's like tourists who couldn't afford to go to miami Miami. on vacation so they're like we'll just go here this is gonna be just as good right how old were you when you realized that you lived in a weird like tourist trap place um i think i always knew because we used to like my dad and his friends would just go to like my dad rides a motorcycle so he would like take me to like bike week and stuff like that and then i realized like there's only people in this town when something's going on and uh yeah i'm just used to it now when you were a kid, would you see, like, Polly Shore just roaming around the streets and shit? Like, I'm not that old. <laughs> <laughs> I am that old. God damn it. I was like, like, I hear it used to be cool, like, before I was born, like, that it was, like, a serious spring break spot, and now it's, like, a jokey, awful spring break spot. Yeah. I was telling you earlier that the one and only time that I've been in Daytona was actually the week that OK Cupid dropped, and <laughs> I just thought it was the weirdest coincidence. I'm like, wow, there's, like, a rapper girl blowing up from Daytona. From this terrible place that I'm in. <laughs> yeah, because... It's just, it's so sparse there. It's like just built for tourism. Yes. It's crazy. So did you always have jobs that revolved around the tourism industry? Kind of. I mean, my grandpa, I worked for a long time at, well, I worked at a radio station. I was the, um, I ran the entire radio station on Sundays because no one wanted to do it on Sunday mornings. No shit. So I did that. And then I also, my grandpa is, he owns a motorcycle shop, a Harley shop that, you know, he like repairs them and everything. And, um. So I worked there for a long time, and I guess, like, it was kind of pretty much just, you know, those things thrive in Daytona and not many other places, because that's where it's, like, a center of motorcycle shit. And then then I worked at Claire's, which was terrible when tourists were in town, because... What's Claire's? Claire's is a uh, little sparkly girl. It's, like, a little girl accessory store. Okay. So that was my favorite job ever. Well, I thought you just said it was terrible. It was terrible when tourists were in town. But otherwise it was Otherwise good. it was the best. So you just got to play with blingy jewelry? Mm-hmm. I got to like suggest, like little girls would be like, what should I wear to my birthday party? And I'm like, oh my God, I have the perfect thing.
So tell me, like, how did you get into making the rapidy rap music? Well, I would write like a lot of like poetry and stuff, and I used to like I don't remember what happened. I think I won like a poetry contest or something, so people in my school like heard, and um, and there was like this one guy who I thought was really cool. This kid who was like. A rapper, and he liked the same music as I did, which I thought was was like in Daytona. You know, there's not like a big, I don't know. People people music don't really pay scene. attention to like music that's not like popular there. So uh, I thought it was cool. And then like he was like, you know, I bet you could rap. And I was like, that is that a joke? Like no. So um, he like encouraged me to do it. And then the first time I actually did it was when I got a MacBook, and I figured out like how to record my voice on GarageBand. And then me and my friends were just recording like songs to make fun of my ex-boyfriend because he was being a dick. So we like, and then I put him on my blog and people thought they were funny. So I just kept making more like joke songs. Was it just into the built-in Yeah, I didn't mic? even have a microphone. Like I would just talk in my, my Mac. When was the point when you were like, oh wait, I should probably buy a microphone? I just got my microphone um, since I moved to New York, but I went, I went home one time and I think it was in November. My mom finally bought me a microphone. <laughs> that's, that's when I got it. <laughs> So it was OK Cupid just recorded into your laptop? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's yeah. crazy. I did not know that. So it was Orion's every every song on my uh, first my well my first EP the OP, EP that OK Cupid was on is called Ha Ha I'm Sorry. Like all of those were just recorded with my built-in microphone. See, all of you guys out there <laughs> listening talking about like, oh, I, I wish I could record. I just don't have the money to. Yeah, no, fuck that. You now don't you need know. money for anything. You just gotta make it happen. I made it. I mixed it them all myself and like, you know. Just gotta make it happen. And I don't know anything about that stuff, so... Well, you have an ear, obviously, because it worked. Thanks. Yeah, most definitely. Um, I imagine that you were already, like, pretty good at the internet before the music stuff started popping off. Are you pretty internet? Um, I don't consider myself internet because I think there's, like, a... There's, like, a look that there is. I don't know. Like, I don't, like, how... I don't, you know, internet fashion and stuff. What's the look? Describe the internet look. Because you said your shows are full of internet nerds. I'm curious what they look like. Well, the internet nerds that come to my shows are not necessarily the ones that are, like, internet people. Because there's, like, you know, the whole Tumblr thing where it's, like, my hair is, like, hot pink and it's all choppy. I don't know. People wear, like, clothes that were... That were like fashionable in like the nineties like or whatever, C-punk like, thing, like the yeah. whole sea punk, yeah, the sea punk thing, like that kind of thing. And I don't look like that, and I don't, you know, do stuff. I don't like go along with like internet trends or whatever. But I think I'm just good at articulating jokes on the internet. Maybe people think I'm funny. Was your Tumblr cracking before the music? No, no, no. Nobody paid attention to my Tumblr ever. I feel like I'm too old for Tumblr. Like, I don't get Tumblr. And some of my friends will tell me, like, yo, I'm trying to start a blog. You think I should do a Tumblr? And I'm like, no. I, I don't know, man. I think you might be too old for Tumblr. It's a definitive, like, type of person that you have to relate to <laughs> to be good at Tumblr. Well, like, I think I'm not getting Tumblr as much as I used to anymore. Now I'm just, like, I think people just bitch on it now. There's no, like, cool trends going around or anything. It's just, like, people bitching about stuff. Yeah. Um, take me through that day when a year ago this week or whatever, when you released OKCupid, okay, like, what what happened? Do you remember? Yes. I remember that was the most, like, the most important day of my life, I feel like. Like, at least right now. What time did you press enter on the computer and upload it to the internet? It was the middle of the night. It was literally probably, like, 3 a.m. Because that was when uh, one of my friends is in school to mix songs and stuff. Like, he's, like, in producer school. I don't know how that even works. But he's in college for it. So, like, I recorded it because I was, like, writing, like, a love note to my boyfriend at the time. And I was just like, I'm going to record this because I got a cool beat from Beautiful Lou. And uh, before we get into that, how did you meet Beautiful Lou? Because like, that's a pretty uh, renowned producer. He makes really fucking great beats. Like, how did he find out that you're rapping and how did you get this Beautiful Lou production? Well, when I came out with my song, Justin Bieber, I used to like talk to people, you know, have like discussions in like hip hop forum kind of thing. And like, there's like a kind of used to be a group on Tumblr that was just like a lot of people that would talk about like hip hop and review it and shit and I don't know I was like a part of that and so we had like a group on Facebook and um we would just post things in it and Beautiful Lou was in the group and so people like they never took my music seriously they always thought it was like stupid but it was just funny so I posted my Justin Bieber song in there and then Beautiful Lou I guess listened to it and sent me a message and was like yo I really like your music like I think you're the future I want to send you beats and I like freaked out I was like oh my god so I was like I need to use these so I wrote this like dumb song which was okay Cupid and I wrote it when I was like sitting in traffic like bored 
And um, it took like five minutes and I just I didn't think it was like good or anything. So I just recorded it and then I sent it to my friend and I was like, if you want to play around with this, like you can. So he like, you know, he added like reverbing, you know, whatever and sent it to me. And I was like, oh, this is cool. Whatever. I'll put it on my blog. And I wasn't like, you know, I didn't think anything would happen. So I put it on. It was like three in the morning. And then when I woke up the next day, um, I went to Claire's to work in the morning and then. Uh, I had checked my phone every so often. It was like getting all these notes on Tumblr and shit. And then like uh, people started talking about it on like the fader, like Danny Brown. That was before I had really like met him or talked to him or anything. Like I, I was just a big fan of him. And I guess he like he tweeted a link to the song because he thought it was good or whatever. And, and um, it was just audio at that point. It wasn't yeah, the there video. was no video. Wow. Yeah, it was like being reviewed on blogs and stuff. So I was like, this is crazy. And uh, what blogs fucked with it first? Well, the fader it was on the fader. It wasn't even really like as big as if after the video, the video is what made it like insane. But mm. the Fader, I think, was like the most popular blog. What did they say about it? I'm curious. I think they were just like this. Uh, this song happened. Uh, what is she? We're confused because this yeah, white girl is rapping. It and is we don't confusing. Know why. <laughs> but when you, yeah, when you listen, it sounds tongue in cheek and snarky, but you can tell there's like something to it. You know what I mean? Like the writing is really good. You know what I mean? Like, well, thanks. It, yeah, you're welcome. But and that's the thing is that I feel like people caught on to it because it was so kind of different in that. There's a big trend of like female rappers coming up over the last couple of years with Nikki and Krayshawn and yeah. uh, you know the Azaleas and all that. But yours is like so different because you weren't really trying to be anything that you weren't. Well, I mean that was kind of like the whole like my songs up to that point were just always like uh not like a statement but just like kind of like making fun of how I'm like I'm not cool at all i'm like i'm not like a bad bitch or anything like i'm not scary i'm just like nice and i like stupid stuff like justin bieber so like i would write songs about that and then i would like write rap songs about like boys and stuff and that's why it was funny because it was like why are you rapping about cute boys like don't <laughs> i think you i think also though you can tell that it kind of um you were able to summarize the experience of like yeah the outcast young girl who grew up <laughs> listening to rap music on the internet and who does use words like shoddy with her friends and shit you know what i mean like it became this relatable experience to listen i didn't realize that that was like a i mean maybe, i guess i did because of tumblr but i just i never really knew anyone else that was like into hip-hop and i just thought it was just like sit, like I, i'm not supposed to be you know mm -hmm. i don't know like i guess it's like okay you can listen to this but like you're not supposed to be relating to like you know obviously i can't you know i'm like i'm not listening to kendrick lamar and i'm like oh yeah i get it i get what you're saying man i know i know yeah. that feeling yeah oh man me and kendrick are like kindred spirits <laughs> yeah we got i grew up the exact same way as you but no so you're sitting at claire's and it's getting all these tumblr notes and faders posting about it what's happening at claire's that day there was no one there was, That's it, over, was, was it overwhelming <laughs> it, it wasn't even that big of a deal that day before the video it was um so how fast did the video come along um, it took, I think it was like, well, within that week, the next day after people started talking about OkCupid, okay like as a song, there were, um, you know, it was getting like posted all over the place on like random little blogs. And I guess there was, there was a lot of people that were like sending me emails, like, I want to interview you for this. And I was just like really confused. So, um, I was talking to my friend Walker who was, he managed to rap group called main attractions yeah and i was like should i be like talking to these people like what do i do i don't understand should I, is this even like something that i should be going with and then he was like well if you want i can start uh talking to these people for you so that you don't say anything dumb i have a tendency to say stupid things that uh make pe that people uh remember i don't know he doesn't want me to s reveal too much about myself. So he was like, I'll start talking to these people for you and see what's legit and what people are just trying to like buy your song and then sell it on iTunes and shit. And I was like, okay. So he was my manager was what I called him so that people would talk to him instead of me. And, uh, he introduced me to his friend, Brian, who was a film student from Boston. And he was like, he's going on vacation. He's going to be like in the town, like an hour away. And he wants to shoot a video for OkCupid. And I was like, okay, uh, whatever. And I didn't even talk to the video guy beforehand. He called me like th that day. And it was like two weeks after the song had come out. And he was like, I'm going to come uh, shoot a video. We can just wing it. You know, we can do whatever you want to do. And I was like, okay. But I was having a yard sale with, I was helping my friends uh, sell shit in, um, 
I looked awful. I was just like all torn up and I was like wearing like normal clothes and stuff. So I didn't even like change my clothes. And he came with his girlfriend and shot it on just like a normal like SLR camera. like. And it took like maybe an hour, not even. And then like within a couple days, he had finished the entire video and like his girlfriend did like the graphics for it. And he was like, here you go. It's cool. And I was like, all right, let's. And then I gave it to my manager, Walker, and he sent it to uh, the fader and was like, hey, if you want to post this, like we made a video for it. So now you're kind of blowing over a little bit because I feel like the fact that you were close enough with what I mean, dude, main attractions was cracking. So like, how did you know their manager? Was it the same? Well, that like, was, AOL? Yeah, it, was just, it was a Facebook group, literally yeah. a Facebook group that was just like a closed group. And it was like people you, that would talk about hip hop. How did you get involved in that group in the first place? It sounds like there were some influential people in there. If like Walker and beautiful Lou are in there, you know, I mean, it was like, if, you know, a lot of people were coming up through Tumblr at the time, and it was like we would all reblog each other and the, shit. The, and this the, was your, the cloud rap. Uh, the fan. Cl- well, yeah, kind of. And it was like people who like Yams, ASAP Yams. Yeah. Um, that was when he was like he was like managing ASAP Rocky, and so he would he was there and he would talk and like whenever like Rocky would do something before he was you know what he is now he's like the biggest you know yeah it's huge but uh so it was just yams was on tumblr yeah, posting I mean, like, yams, yams was on tumblr talking to us because we would all discuss like oh listen to this new future shit like yeah. you know it was like it was just people that would discuss things well so. was there a feeling when you got invited into that group that it was something special because it seems like everybody that you're mentioning that was in the group is like doing fucking huge things now was there was know, there a feeling really. of excitement about it well it was always exciting because it was uh i really i really liked that part, you know, talking to Yams was cool because I really liked Rocky and it was like when Rocky was like, you know, starting to come up and it was exciting to be able to like talk to them and stuff. But it was never I never thought that it was going to be a big deal. I thought like, oh, I'm just a, I get to talk to these people about what's going on in hip hop. So that's cool to me to discuss it. But I didn't like ever want to be. I never asked them to, like, promote my shit or anything. Like, I wasn't into being a rapper. I didn't really want to be a rapper, you know? Well, sometimes the best things happen when you just fall into it. Yeah. It just was, like, a very weird coincidence. (laughs) That's crazy. So, almost instantly you have a manager. Does he still manage you? No, not anymore. Almost instantly you have a manager talking for you and stuff, and then the video comes out, and the video just went kaboom. Yeah, and it was it was weird and like kind of stressful because I mean he's he was their manager, but he also I mean he was a bartender. He worked at a bar. He's like he's twenty five. Uh, <laughs> I think then he was twenty four. So he wasn't like he didn't have you know experience and connections and shit. It wasn't like some crazy. Now I have a manager. It was just like my friend is answering my emails for me. Right. Um. After that, it was like the video was posted on the fader. Um. I guess, well, Danny saw it because it had all that, like, I love Danny Brown shit in it. Did you do that because Danny had tweeted it? Kind of. I thought, because, like, after Danny tweeted it, I, like, had talked to him and I was like, wait, this is cool. Like, I'm a huge fan of you. And I used to, like, tweet creepy, like, things to him all the time when he was, like, you know, not really paying attention to it. You know, he didn't know who I was at all. But then uh, he was talking it up and he was, like, talking, telling people about it. And then all of these, like, complex was posting it and, like... BuzzFeed and like you know the New York Times ended up uh John Caramonica he's like a music writer for the yeah. New York Times and he uh he wrote an entire article about how it was so different from like girls the other girls in hip-hop who were you know talking about like being a bad bitch and everything and then he was like this is reality like this is what's real even if you don't like it like that's it's an admirable thing and so I thought that was really cool so like all of a sudden it was just like overnight like insanity and like everything about the video became something almost iconic like uh i watched the nardwar interview and he's bring, <laughs> you know everybody brings up the fact that you were wearing a yeasty girl shirt and everything i know and it's funny to hear that none of it was really that planned it just happened to be no yeah i was just, just wearing that shirt that day fell into place. <laughs> and it was funny because like people um people were were so mad like they hated it so much at first and they would write like this is an act put upon us by the music industry. They're trying to relate to little girls by creating this little girl who just seems like, oh, she's probably 27. And I was like, dude, like, no. Yeah, everyone wants to doubt at first. And it's funny. Well, I, I think that's been a current, like, that's been a trend in the music industry is that something blows up and then come to find out it's just it was all the planned. machine behind it. Yeah. And it, you know, it just so happens that you just happened to be in the right place at the right time and knew some people that could help you. In and the it was, yeah, I mean, it's, it wasn't it was, I wasn't trying to get help even. It was yeah. just like, you know, we we wanted to like make a cool song together yeah. for no reason just for fun and then it just 
went crazy. Yeah. So when the video comes out, are you working at Claire's that day too? Yes. I was what, what was that like? <laughs> um, well, I like kind of, I was really sad because I had like, I knew that the video was going to get posted at noon and I had to work at one. So I was like, damn, I have like 30 minutes to like see what happens. So it got posted and then it was getting, you know, tweeted and all the shit. And I was like, oh, cool tweets. And then when I was at Claire's, I like got a phone call from somebody to tell me that like Earl Sweatshirt was like tweeting about me and like all of these like rappers and stuff. And like he wasn't, he, Earl was kind of mad. Like Earl wasn't the one of the like, people that liked it. Like it was just like people were posting and stuff. And I just was like super excited but i was like how this was is earl, really scary how, how was earl mad what did he say um well like andrew nas from like cocaine yeah. blends had Shout tweeted out to andrew Nosnitsky. are you friends no i've never met oh, him I'm a, fa- I'm a fan of his work oh, i like his work me too but he yeah. hates the shit out of- he blocked me on twitter he hates me so much but i guess he tweeted like if you're paying attention to kitty pride and not kilo quiche like there's something wrong with you Oof. and then earl retweeted it Oof. and i was like oh shit man like oh no <laughs> i was like kind of sad at first those two are real buddy buddy on twitter though so that makes sense yeah. that he retweeted it um so people are calling you and texting you at work and like was your boss there no i well i was a manager so oh. i could i was like alone most of the time i worked by myself so i was just like chilling and claire's so like did you have a computer that you could sit and watch the progress nope wow i man. couldn't see anything like i had to be there for like eight hours like not knowing what was going on and i was like damn when i get home it's gonna be insane and I got home and had to do, like, there was, like, Complex Magazine called me and, like, Vice people were calling me and stuff. Like, it was really weird. So, who, like, did you talk to them? What did they say? Yeah, man. I Well, I never have been, like, I don't know. I just told everybody the truth about everything. Like, they were like, so what's going on? Like, who's your label? Who's your man? And I was like, I don't know. I just put it on my blog. I don't yeah. really have a, I don't know what I'm going to do. Were you already fucking around with YouTube before that and making videos and stuff? No, I made, I mean, I had made like videos of myself, like acting stupid with my friends. That were yeah, like, like little, little vlogs like, and yeah, stuff like, like that. Random, like, I mean, if there was like something cool, I think my, my YouTube still has a video of my brother's like guitar recital. Like that's all that there was. <laughs> all right. So then what's day two? Like what happens? Like, tell me about the shitstorm that took place afterwards or just the huge kaboom. Um, well, it was mostly, uh, there was a lot of mean stuff like the, it went through tumblr and twitter and everything so like i could see like the things people were saying about it and like i was i was kind of excited because like i like to i don't know i'm i'm get a rise out of uh, people online a lot so i was excited i was like damn i'm like making waves right now and i didn't think it was going to be like a thing that i was going to keep doing you know i was just like this is a funny joke look how mad i made all these people so um so i thought it was cool and then like i was just getting more and more like press and then started uh I got asked to do a photo shoot with Danny to model for Mark McNary. So, like, Danny was like, uh, can you come to New York and, like, do this photo shoot? And I was like, okay. So I went to New York City literally, like, the, the morning after that, like, eight hours after he called me. I went to New York City. How many days after the video had come out was that? I think it was, like, a good month that I actually ended up doing that. But, like, until through that time, it was just, like, people, more and more people talking about it and, like, asking me if i was going to do anything else i'm like i don't know no i know that i know that you're a little uh you're you're prone to emotions oh yeah i've read on your twitter more than a couple times that oh i'm crying at a show right now or what have you so so (laughs) the first thing that you said is oh man so many people were saying bad things like because i remember it was a overwhelmingly positive reaction the way that i look at it oh for the for the video yeah for the video so when when your first reaction is oh man so many people were saying bad things was that overwhelming like did you catch any uh emotions over that shit or did you just kind of shake it off no, I was I was just really excited about like all the like cuz it wasn't even that it was like bad things. It was just that people were so reading into it so heavy like this is a serious thing. We need to write an entire article about a think piece about the shit. Yeah, and I was a lot like, of people analyzed yeah, it. Yeah, huh? I was like why are you analyzing anything? And I guess they were just analyzing how quick it became popular just because like people's react I don't even know what the hell like people cared about. I was just like can you guys like stop caring so much? Like don't just if you want to listen to it it's cool, but yeah. um I don't know. They asked me like what's next and I didn't really know. So when I went to New York that day, like I called my manager and told me told him I was there and he was like, "Okay, well I'll come down from Boston and meet you there." And then we got a call from this was still Walker at that point? Yeah, this is still Walker. Okay. He, like, took the day off of work to come <laughs> to this. And, so um, he's in Boston, but he's managing main attractions who are out in, in the, the Bay, Bay right? yeah. And then like, he's managing you who's in Florida. Yeah, he was just doing the shit over the, lo- the internet, you know? So I went to New York, and I was, like, doing... And then in the middle of it, we got a call from, like, a 
XL Records, and oh, they were wow. like, "Well, we want to, we want to talk to you. We want to like have you guys come in the office and talk." And I was like, "Wait, what?" And they were like, "So, what are you planning on doing? Like, what's next for you and stuff?" And then like, I was like, "Well, I guess I'm gonna keep rapping," and so I just made, you know, I made my EP or whatever, like my first one. How long did it take you? Well, Orion's Belt took me eight minutes. I remember I timed it because I was gonna see how fast I could do it. I didn't really take this very seriously. The other songs probably took like an hour to do. So I think I made that whole EP probably in like five hours. In a day? Yeah, it wasn't the same day. It was like every so often I would like randomly like... Wow. So I made that and then I... It was before it came out. I had just played songs for, for the the record people and when they were like, well, this is cool. When you wrote Orion's Belt, did you know that Riff Raff was going to be on it? Yeah, Riff Raff asked me if I wanted to do a song like right after OK Cupid came out and I just didn't think it was like real. So I was like, sure. And then I sent him a beat. And then in like an hour, he recorded over it and sent it back to me. So I had his verse and then, and there was no hook. There was no, wee, I could rap. That wasn't, that didn't even exist. And I just wrote my like eight minute thing and then they cut it up into that song. And I was like, all right. Yeah, because that's it. That's just the chopped part of your verse, right? Mm-hmm. That beat is fucking awesome. That's beautiful, Lou, too. Man, beautiful, Lou killed that Yeah, he that kills beat. it. He that kills it. That beat is killer. So then Riff is hitting you up and you thought it was like a prank or something? I mean, I, I kind of thought he was like a performance artist. I mm. still sort of do. I definitely yeah. do. Yeah, he is. But um, <laughs> A bit of Andy Kaufman. He's pretty Andy Kaufman, yeah. But he like sent me a message on Twitter and he was like, yo, I fuck with this girl. She... um." Because I said his name in my Justin Bieber song. Yeah. So he was like, thought I, he was, I mean, I was like shouting him out. So he like, I fuck with this girl. I'm going to do a song with her. And then he says that about everyone. So I was like, okay, dude, whatever. And I didn't think he was like really going to like care. But I was like, well, now I have a riffraff song. So we just made Orion's Bell in probably an hour. And then the next week, like he brought a video crew to like shoot the video and stuff. And they shot the video. How was that? Scary. Why? Because I had never seen anybody ever make a music video before, and they had, like, legit cameras and stuff, and I was like, this is cool. Yeah, you guys, they had, like, rollers and everything. Yeah, man, they had, like, the setup. Yeah. My whole family and friends were there, too. Those are all my friends in the video. (laughs) No, that video came out great, and it's funny because that shit is really Daytona in that video. Oh, yeah, hell yeah. I was at that, the place that has the bumper cars Mm -hmm. that you guys are standing (laughs) in front of, and, like, all those t-shirt shops, and the hotel rooms. I was saying it looked like the hotel that we were staying in, but you're like, (laughs) no, they all just look exactly the fucking same. Yeah, they're so gross. That's trippy. Um, So, yeah, that's a weird juxtaposition to have, like, this hippity-hop video in, in Daytona. Were people excited? Was it causing waves while you were there? Um... Did anybody even notice? No, no one noticed. I mean, it was empty. There's no, there's no people. Like, there's no people walking around in the background of the video. You know, like, no one give a shit. Like, they were just like, oh, these are weird people doing something weird. Like, this, that happens. In yeah, Daytona. being that you were in Daytona while this was all happening and blowing up, and there's not, it doesn't seem like there's much of a music scene in Daytona. Was it definitely ki- not a rap scene? Was it kind of weird to log on Twitter and every and everybody knows who you are, and then yeah. you're back in normal life and nobody fucking mm-hmm. has a no one even notices. Like, no one cares at all like i would go to claire's and just be there and then like every so often like randomly like a like some kid would come in and be like yo i saw an article about you on vice and you i heard you work here so i just want to come like you know say hi and so like that was cool for like it only happened a couple times now now people go to that claire's all the time and ask for me really yeah because they for some reason they think i like still work there like i don't know like uh, tourist kids or kids or local kids? Tourist kids. No, local kids know me. Like, everyone knows each other. Like, they don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> so then what? You know, the video blows up. You do another video with Yeah, Riff but that, that didn't that come one. out for a long time. Like, we shot it, and I didn't think anything was going to happen with it. But, uh, I mean, I've, I had my EP already, and it wasn't out yet. And it had Orion's belt on it. So that's what we played for, like, the record people. What happened with the XL meeting? They said, this is cool, and then what? They were just like, we want to keep talking to you. We think you we think you uh, have potential and promise. And I guess they just liked me after I had a conversation with them. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, you know, I'm, I want to do this, but I'm not sure what steps to take because I don't really know how it works. And um, and they're like, okay. And so I, uh, I was all excited about it. And then I went home, you know, that night. Like, I had stayed in New York for, like, eight hours and then a couple weeks later i was brought back for a show at the knitting factory was my first show ever yeah (laughs) and it was like terrifying did new york fuck with you (laughs) not at that show because that was when i mean i only had those couple songs that i sort of made that were just like i literally made a song about how i'm ruining hip-hop like i was just kind of fucking with people so it was it was just straight like bloggers and writers who wanted to like write about the show so no one was really having any fun and i felt really awkward how do you feel about performing now 
Do you like now it? Now I, I love it. Like, yeah. I hated it for the longest time, like months and what months. What was it like going on stage for the first time? Having not expected to be a rapper at all. Yeah, life. I was like, I, I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to do. I was just like on stage. I had my little brother and my best friend on stage with me and some guy I had never met DJing for me. And I didn't really know what to do at all. So I just rapped the songs. I didn't even like move. Now I like jump around in the crowd and like roll on the floor. Like, yeah. I'm just like used to it now. Like I told you, I've been rapping for a long time and performing for me is like probably one of the main reasons that I still do it. Cause it, it, that shit is literally like, I don't do drugs at all because like I, that's my high. Like I love that shit. Yeah, I no, love it's being awesome so, if you're so, yeah. having fun with it. But I knew that from an early age. So if you kind of got dropped into it and had to like learn to like it, was it a process where it was like yeah. you came around to liking it or was it did everything just click instantly at some point? Was there one show where it clicked for you? Um, I don't really know. I just, I remember at first it was like, I want to, it, it's cool to go to these places. So I would get booked shows and it would just be like, like my first show in LA was here with Adam. And like, mm-hmm. that was just like, okay, I guess I'll go. I want to hang out in LA. Like I have friends I want to see there. So I'll go. Um, but I, I wasn't ever really into the whole show thing. Like I was like, I don't want to be at this. Like I would go on stage and then I'd afterwards I would always cry. I would cry and cry and cry because I was embarrassed. Was it nerves? Did you get the butterflies in your stomach? Was it anxiety? Um, yeah. I mean, I have like pretty bad like anxiety that I don't really like. I don't have like freakouts or anything, but I'll just be like, if I'm really nervous, like I'll be talking a lot and saying dumb things, like even more than normal. And I would like, I'd get on stage and just start like telling a very long story and be like, sorry, sorry, I'll rap now. I'm like, it was just awful. And then I would be so embarrassed afterwards. I would just like cry and go home, you know, like it was not like I wanted to be there turning up. But then eventually, like I had to do it so many more times. It was just like, there was a point where I was like, you need to decide whether or not you want to stay being a rapper because it doesn't seem like you really like it that much. And I was like, well, yeah, I decided I did. How long after everything started happening was that conversation with yourself? Eventually, like things got too big for Walker to be able to handle me on main attractions. And so I was like, I'm going to find somebody's I couldn't like I he was like getting too stressed out with his job and everything. So I was like, this is like not I don't want to have to do this to you. So um and I actually had that conversation with Danny Brown, and he was, like, we would talk about stuff like that a lot because I didn't really know anybody else that was a rapper, you know, like, to, to could tell me. And the same kind of thing happened to him. So he was just like, um, I believe that you can do something that's really cool and new, and if you don't want to do it, then you should stop because it doesn't seem like you want to. But if you do want to, then you need to, like, you need to, like, get into it. And so I was like, 100%. okay. Yeah, so I was like, okay. And then I, like, quit at Claire's, and I started doing shows more and more and then eventually like it would be like weird because I still don't really know who my audience is so like there would be a lot of just confused people in the crowd and I was like why are you guys having fun this is rap and now I'm just I have so much fun on my own I would, I would imagine that when uh, you first started doing shows you were kind of a spectacle more, yeah. more like people wanted to come to shows to say they were there mm-hmm. rather, they rather than to come enjoy the music is, yeah. do you find that to be true that's exactly what it was because it wasn't like people were like bumping my songs like in their car really you know it was like I only had a couple of them people would just wanted to be there to take a picture and like be like look it's the internet thing in real life yeah like, it's <laughs> like you were a fucking strong hashtag that they could yeah. utilize later in the day or something pretty much has that changed do people come now and shout words and stuff oh yeah it's like completely the opposite now like ever since like for a while when i was like i was i was dropping new songs and everything and so like people were like okay well she's not stopping and then i kept playing shows and i'd have more new songs and then after i came out with my last ep daisy rage like everything was like totally different because now people are like okay, she made songs and she's not joking that much anymore. <laughs> right. So they like them. And like now there's like actual fans of my music and not just like fans of my blog. I remember like when I first started, I would basically write these songs for myself and not think about how they would sound on stage. And then by the time my next album came about, I was very like conscientious of like, okay, I'm going to be playing a lot of shows. I need to make songs that will be Turn good. Up at- songs. Yeah, I need to make <laughs> songs that will be good at shows. Do you find yourself doing that now? Not really. I mean, like lately I've been thinking about it more because it's like I'll, I'll like be doing a show and then I'm like damn I just did like four like angry I hate this guy songs in a row and I'm like damn it I need like a song that'll get I need like a club banger but I'm not good at it so I'm like I'm not gonna make a song just because like I think people will people need to start bouncing around like I'm not gonna make a song that's not good like that I don't like so they're pretty much 
you know, it's, I like a mixture. But now that you've got a little more stage time under your belt, do you know which songs work better than others live? There's some songs I, I just don't even fuck with anymore. I'm like, I just don't even like Which are your ones that really get people going? Obviously, Orion's Belts is like, people are very stoked on Have that Have you one. and Riff gotten to perform that together live? No, we've played like four shows together. He always blows me off. <laughs> <laughs> what other songs get the people going now? Well, my song Dead Island, people, like I always do that one like first because it's just like exciting i don't know i guess it's my favorite one and like people get really excited about that one and i also perform like danny's song sometimes that those people really like only there's like certain songs that i cover sometimes and then justin bieber people are very into justin bieber and a shorty i don't know there's like it depends on the crowd like sometimes it'll be one song that no one cares they're like can this end (laughs) yeah yeah So at what point did you decide it's time to leave Daytona? Let's go to New York. Well, I mean, I was going back and forth there a lot for like, because everything's there, like meetings and everything. And then I was like, you know, doing like modeling stuff and photo shoots. And there was like one time that I, my mom was like, I don't remember what happened, but it was just like, I want to go to New York. So I kind of just like left. So I like kind of ran away from home and I went to my friend Chippy's house and stayed there for a week. And then I met this boy that I was like, I was like obsessed with. And then, um, I went, I was, you know, I kept coming back and forth and everything. And then like about a month later, I went on tour in the Northeast by myself. And so I, I stayed in New York for a couple of days and then like met him again. And then f- from then on, I was just like, okay, I'm, I don't want to. Did you guys move wanna, in together? Uh, yeah. I moved in with him in, uh, in like October. Oh, so you guys just met in what last, uh, we met in fall? like July, <laughs> met in July and living together in October. How's that going? It's great. Actually. We, yeah, we like, we're awesome which is weird everyone was like you guys are gonna be broken up with in a month you're gonna hate each other because you live together already and i was yeah. like mm, okay. we can edit we can edit this part out if you don't want to go there but I can we talk about who it, who it is oh his name oh no yeah, right. his name is nick uh he's he's a producer he made my song a shoddy yeah <laughs> hot sugar right? hot sugar yeah. yeah yeah so you guys work together a lot on stuff yeah we're like coming out with the ep what's the writing process like that you guys are just cuddling and coming up with song ideas or what no, I can't write songs like even like in the presence of other people. Like I just like where do you have write? to? I walk around like well because in New York I'm like you gotta walk. It used to be when I was driving because in Florida you gotta drive fucking everywhere. So I was always driving and like I would write them when I was driving in the car. I talk to a lot of musicians and the theme seems to be that you gotta be moving somewhere. Yeah, when you're writing. You, like it, you can't just sit down, down and a, do it. Sitting down in a lazy boy, you get distracted. No. You know what I mean? If you're in front of a computer, you get distracted. You gotta take yourself away and walk or drive somewhere. Yeah, now it's like the subway or like when I'm on a plane for a really long time, I just try to distract myself and like think of you know words but that's the only place and like he makes he work his studio is like our house so like yeah. he makes beats and then if i hear him making one i'm like wait i want this <laughs> where's the setup at in the living room or the bedroom well we have like a big a big like front room and then a bedroom so like my desk and like all my office shit is like in the bedroom and then the other room is like his like workspace it's very inconvenient for him you guys got like a closet that you've got soundproofed off to do vocals in no, we have like a separate studio where we do vocals, but I like to, I do like my shitty microphone I said my mom bought me. is like not a thing even. It's like awful, but <laughs> I can record that in like the bathroom. Yeah. That's great that you guys are living together and working together and it's a solid thing. That's fantastic. Yeah, it works out good. So you moved to New York and then you're taking meetings. Who all of you talk to? Can we talk about that? I'm not allowed to talk about that anymore. I keep, because like I said, I say dumb things, so I like, can't tell any secrets. No, that's fine. But yeah. Usually when you can't tell a secret, that means something good has yes. happened. So congrats on whatever Thank might you. have happened. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So tell me, what are the future plans? Like you're going on tour with Danny. Yeah, this week. What is it going to be like? Well, I know that, I mean, it's me, my DJ, who is like, a, he's a pretty good friend of mine. I mean, like we've known each other for Shout a while. Shout him out. His name's Nanosaur. He's awesome. Shout he's, out he to lives Nanosaur. in the Bay. Um, town biz yeah man so he's coming with me and then danny and his dj skywalker who both of them are like my brothers now so it's gonna just be us and someone else i guess taking care of us making sure we don't die and we're just gonna take like a suburban to all these all these cities in new is this your first extended tour yes i've never done a tour for more than like a week how many dates is it 30 or something we're going for a month <laughs> like every night for a month i have like two days off. what's your strategy how much clothes are you gonna pack mm. how, how much merch are you gonna take and what kind of food do you plan on eating i'm interested well they eat i'm just gonna go with i put things on my rider that i like but i just realized that like everything is dumb it's like marshmallows and like 
cranberry sauce and like stupid <laughs> things that I like because I was like I don't know maybe I was just those like, are somewhere on the yeah food it's, I'm just gonna probably die of malnutrition the whole time because all they eat is like chicken strips so I'm yeah. just, we're just gonna have like a baby food tour and how many bags are you taking well I don't know how many I'm allowed to take but I know that each of them bring like a backpack with like two shirts for their entire tour so I'm like I'm taking up all the space I'll give you uh, some advice I think you should pick out one outfit that you're gonna like for a month to wear on stage and let it be stinky and sweaty mm-hmm. wear that on stage and then just have minimal amounts of clothes that like is pajamas that, that you can look? wear the most. that's yeah. what I do that's the easiest you don't want to take people take pictures I don't want me to look the same in every picture I know it's gotta be a bitch being a girl and having to like look different every day but it's not a big and deal and showers I'm nervous well, well, yeah, you can shower. I mean, you're going to have a hotel every night, probably. Yeah, I know. But like, I don't know. Tour is weird. Tour scares me. I don't know anything about tour. But I'll tell you, at the beginning of this tour, you're going to feel one way about your live show. And at the end, you're going to feel so much more confident about it. You're really going to learn the ins and outs. And you're you gonna, think so? Oh, it's touring. Even as an opener? I've only toured as an opener. And it's an amazing experience getting to learn the ins and outs of your set. And actually, as an opener, it's an uphill battle because everybody's there to oh, see yeah, the headliner. No one wants to see my ass so at you always shows. have to <laughs> So you always have to fight to win them over. But that means you're going to be even better at winning them over by the end of the tour. So. Yeah, hopefully. What are the plans after the tour? Well, after this tour, um, I'm going to finish recording my, well, I have a video that's coming out, you know, this month and I have like a couple singles that are going to be out and some other stuff. And then I'm just going to like finish my album and then I'm going to finish that. And then I go on another tour. I have a couple tour dates with Charlie XCX um, in June. And then in July, I'm going on tour with Anna Monaguchi. I've not heard of them. What is that? They make really awesome electronic music that's like kind of chip tune sounds like video game shit but it's so good too many genres yeah it's very it's like really unique they're kind of the only people in their vein so that's it's dope. gonna be cool that's really dope i was reading on twitter that you had like a a really weird show in la here or like something really weird happened can we, can we talk about that <laughs> sure yeah totally i'm totally down to call these people out um well, I'm on tour by myself, you know, like when I do shows like that are just random shows. Like, like I just, Yeah, I just go by myself because I'm like, I know, especially in L.A., I'm like, I know my, my good friend of mine, like, will DJ for me. Like, I don't need to bring a DJ. Like, I don't have that much shit I got to bring. So I just came alone. And um, like I went to the venue and everybody there was like a total jerk to me. And I was like, geez, like I'm, I'm here to play a show for you guys. And then they moved some girls show to the same time as mine. So I was like, damn it. There's like two rooms and two shows going on. Mm. That was not fun. And then, um, I don't know, it was just like a huge struggle with these people the whole time. And so it's like very pretty widely known that when I'm on stage, I throw glitter and confetti and silly string and dumb shit like that. And I shot off confetti cannons on stage. So there was like a confetti explosion. And it wasn't anything crazy because it was just like paper. So it was just like little pieces of paper. And I when I went to leave... <sighs> Um, the guy told me he wasn't going to pay me until I cleaned up every single piece of confetti myself. And I was like, wait, really? And I like kind of giggled. Didn't they also make you pay for your own sodas while you're they there? They did. Too? They told me because they didn't give me like, I mean, they're supposed to drink tickets. Let me such. have a drink, you know, like or put drinks backstage for me and like not like even alcohol just because like I'm not 21. So I, I get it. Like they're not going to give me liquor, but they didn't give me. I was there for like hours and hours. They like didn't give me food or anything. They were like. Oh, we don't have to give you that, but like they're supposed to. I was just like, okay, that's fine. I asked for a Diet Coke, and they were like, you can go buy one at the bar. And I was like, okay. So I went and bought a Diet Coke at the bar, but like the bartender was like, she recognized me, and she was like, oh, I can just give it to you for free. I'll just give it to you. And I was like, thanks, dude. But the promoter said no, but whatever. And then afterwards, like, um, I was already like mad. They wouldn't even let some of my friends in backstage. So they just handed you a broom and said, "Hey, if you want this paper, you better get to uh, sweeping it up." Not even. They just handed my friends brooms, and then wow. the staff, like of the place, just stood there and watched my friends. Well, I was like arguing with this guy, like, "Come on, like you don't sweep your floors after your shows anyway, because that's kind of disgusting." Like you know, and he was like calling me names. He was like cursing you know, like out me. He was cursing at my boyfriend because my boyfriend was like, "Listen, you need to just get her money and like get the fuck out of here." Like she's. There's people here that are like, like after my shows, like people always want to take pictures and stuff. Yeah. It's kind of stressful. So it was just like, I don't want to be around, you know? And the guy was just like mean. And he's like calling everyone. He was like, you spoiled, you're spoiled and lazy. You have all your friends like doing your shit for you. And I was like, give me a broom then I'll sweep it up, but go write my check, you know? And so finally at the end, after he like insulted all of us a lot, he, we cleaned up all of the confetti and then he gave me a check. Shout outs to the bootleg bar. Yeah. Fuck the bootleg bar. And then tonight you're playing a show that I'm going to be bartending at. 
which is, is fun. The, did the venue have a name, or is it just like a spot? No, nah, the venues never have names. Uh, we're doing a ham on everything party tonight, uh, where Chip, Chippy and Kitty and Lacutus are playing. I never actually even know where they are until I get there to like bring. That's the how beers. I, was, I don't. I don't know where they are until I get there to play. Like what? Yeah, they got a they, <laughs> warehouse, you know, man. They got a smart thing going on where like you, nobody knows the address until the day of, and that. Kind but of, that's perfect though, and then they can do whatever they want. It keeps the, the excitement. Um. So what, the next project, are you allowed to say if it's coming out on a major or something? Can you say that much? I'm not supposed to talk about it at all yet. I don't know if I'm not even supposed to say that there is one, but like, I don't want anyone to think I'm like never making music again, just going on tour a hundred times a month. Like, nah, but you got to build the fan base by going on tour anyways. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm stoked for tour, but I'm definitely like working on music because it's fun, I guess. Yeah. Know? And now I have my producer living in my house. Yeah. I'm living in his house actually, so don't get mad that I said that, Nick. <laughs> what's been the most surreal thing that's happened to you since all of this started going on other than danny is there like a certain person that you've met that was just like wow holy shit i can't believe that this is really happening right now well andrew wk was was one of those he was like always my like like my hero you know and so i got to do a tv spot for the like the chris gethard shows like cable access tv like the littlest thing ever that i would like expect andrew wk to be doing but i was so excited and so i got to like meet him and like meeting him i was like speechless and i'm normally like pretty like chill like i don't want to look like an asshole or anything but yeah i couldn't even like talk around him and everyone was like you're acting like an idiot like talk to him but yeah so now that i'm like kind of friends i keep every time i see him he like knows my name and i don't expect him to but he does and it's like exciting and then also my song was on the show Parenthood on NBC. Okay. And oh, that was okay, Cupid. Wow. And so, like, the day that I, like, saw that, like, happen, I, like, cried. And my mom, like, cried. And I was like, this song sucks so bad, but seriously, it's on TV. And I was like, that was the most surreal thing. That's awesome. <laughs> so, before we get out of here, mm -hmm. uh, let's tell the people where to find you online. Well, my website is daisyrage.com. And you can, like, find all of my little internet places on there. But my Twitter is Kittavelli. K-I-T-T-A-V-E-L-I, -T -T -E and that's it's pretty much the best Twitter going right now. So I She is swagging you know. on all of you on Twitter. Yeah, man, I got my Twitter game is so immaculate right now. Just putting it down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then YouTube. You got videos up, it's like youtube.com slash uh damn it. It's so dumb because it was my old YouTube from like years ago and I never changed it. I need to change it. It's L-E-S-M-I-S-E-K-A-T-I. Like emo Broadway shows. I don't know what the hell is wrong with me. But yeah. I appreciate you coming in to talk to us. I know you're a busy gal and I'm glad that we worked it out. I think you're very talented. I appreciate your time. So thank, thank you yeah. very much. Guys, make sure to go check out Kitty Pride on the internet and also check us out at That's Kinda Neat. Mm -hmm. YouTube.com slash That's Kinda Neat where Young Kitty is going to be performing a new song for us. She's going to premiere something. So yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. My name is Intuition. Shout Shoutouts to my man behind the boards, Database. Follow him at I am Database, based with two S's. And that was it. This was kind of neat. Thank you so much. This was kind of neat. So. <laughs> we appreciate it. Thanks.